Hi, I'm Seth Gummery, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream. In this podcast, we introduce you to thought leaders who are shaping the lives of the next generation to discuss the challenges and innovations influencing higher education and how we can adapt to give students a strong foundation for their futures. Today, I have the opportunity to talk to Dr. Thomas Newsom, president of Southeastern Oklahoma State University. Since beginning his duties as president in April 2020, he has seen the university set an all-time enrollment record with more than 5,000 students in fall 2020. Dr. Newsom has established a number of working groups at Southeastern to address such important issues as academic excellence, growth, student recruitment and retention, diversity, athletics, and support services. One of his goals is to increase the number of undergraduate students on campus by building a more vibrant in-person experience. Throughout a 20-year career in higher education, he has held executive positions at several colleges and universities and led them on a path to academic excellence and achievement. Prior to arriving at Southeastern, Dr. Newsom served as Vice President of Student Success and Dean of Students at Texas A&M Commerce and served as President of Mesa Lands Community College. He's held several leadership roles, including having served as the Chair of the President's Academy Executive Committee of the American Association of Community Colleges. In his leadership role, Dr. Newsom has attended annual meetings at the White House and has met with the United States Secretary of Education. President Newsom earned degrees from Austin College, Texas A&M Commerce, and a PhD in Higher Education Administration from the University of North Texas. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Newsom. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I've become familiar with the podcast, and I think there's some significant, important conversations that you're having about higher education and its role in uh, in the American dream. And I'm just, uh, Seth, I'm really, really proud and honored to be a part of that. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation and, and really wanted to start at, at the beginning sort of for you, right? You've had an exceptional career in higher ed for over 20 years. For a time, you owned a newspaper company and worked as an editor. What motivated you to return to higher education? And, and has that motivation stayed the same or, or has, it, has it changed over the years? I tell people, I don't, you know, I don't have a job. I don't go to work. You know, I have the honor and privilege every day of being a a university president. You know, I think there's there's less than 4,000 university leaders, presidents across the United States. And, you know, I feel incredibly thankful every day to be blessed with the opportunity to be able to sit in this chair at Southeastern. You know, I come from a family of educators. My parents worked in both higher education and K through 12 schools. And I spent a lot of time as a child on, on college campuses. I get the privilege every day of reliving my college experience through the eyes of, of our Southeastern students. You know, I had an amazing experience as a college student, both during my undergraduate and graduate years, and a special group of people at those universities that I attended really had an incredible impact on my life. And uh, to be able to help our students, our faculty, our staff, you know, facilitate those moments and experiences, experience those moments with them as well is what motivates me every day. Uh, I think that motivation has changed a little bit in a way. Um, You know, I think it's gotten stronger. And the core of our mission at Southeastern is to provide an environment of academic excellence that enables students to reach their highest potential, you know, to develop the skills and habits that promote values for career preparation, responsible citizenship, and lifelong learning. And I think that's more important today than ever before, as we have to promote learning in order to advance society. You know, learning is the one true equalizer that gives people a chance for a better life, not only for themselves, but for all of those around them. Statistically, we know the likelihood of unemployment decreases with increased educational attainment and lifetimes earnings and directly impacts and increases the levels of education and training, helps people just have a better life. So at the end of the day, that's really what motivates me, you know, to do what I do every day as a university president. 
one of your goals as president has been to build a, a vibrant in-person experience for undergraduate students. How do you envision that experience? What are some of the steps that you've taken to meet the goal? What, what feedback have you received from students? And, and I'll tweak that a little bit. How does that sort of work towards exactly what you're talking about, that motivation to provide students the best education possible as, as they move forward through their lives? You know, I think that we're coming out of a time where the, the pandemic has, has really accelerated, you know, the bisection of education in a way that was probably inevitable. And that's, uh, you know, the clear distinction of our delivery modalities from the traditional face-to-face and, and online platforms. At Southeastern, we're going to continue to see growth uh, with our online programs, our specifically our online graduate programs. But, you know, it's important that we continue to deliver on face-to-face or what some would call traditional modalities of learning. Studies show that this experience enhances education and personal development as students apply what they learn in work and social settings. You know, this holistic approach will enrich classroom curricula through extracurricular and community experiences. You know, I believe strongly that the college experience provides as much learning outside the classroom as it does within. You know, and I believe with the pandemic over the last few years, we've had cohorts of college and high school students who have not had the benefit of this gift of learning outside the classroom. You know, students gain relationships, social and behavioral lessons from other college students outside the classroom. And we have to be even more intentional now moving forward to put students in the environment where they can learn from each other, uh, given where we have been during the past couple of years. You know, I think we're seeing evidence of this uh, in transfer rates. I believe students are stopping out at higher rates and not returning or transferring because they have a kind of a COVID college experience uh, that was primarily just logging on and, and not seeing uh, the, the value in that experience outside the classroom. Our, our teaching and learning that happens inside the classroom is, is so incredibly important to preparing our students, but it's just part of the great value that students receive from college. You know, we've taken steps at Southeastern to ensure that our, our students receive engagement, you know, out of the classroom through relationships with others and, and affinity building activities on campus. Uh, we recently re- convened a growth task force that specifically looked at how to grow on-campus enrollment and the recommendations that they returned, some of which we've already started implementing, were directed at relationships and affinity building for our students. We want every student at Southeastern, either those on campus or receiving online instruction, to have the same access to resources and the ability to build relationships with faculty and staff. You know, I'm overwhelmed every time we have a commencement cer- ceremony on our campus and specifically the percentage of our graduate students who travel to Durant, Oklahoma, from all over the country and the world for that participation in that ceremony. Um, you know, these are graduates who have never been to Durant. Many have never been to Oklahoma, who are not required to attend, but do. And many bring with them, you know, family and friends in large groups. And it's because they, uh, through their online experience, even at our university, have built an affinity uh, to our institution. And I ask many of them why they're there, and of course, they say the obvious to, you know, celebrate their accomplishments, but the other main reason is because they want to meet the faculty that they've grown uh, a relationship with and the students in their classes, and, and to me, that just shows that this engagement, this piece that we have been missing for the last couple of years, that really builds affinity to higher education and really adds the true, true value outside the classroom is just so incredibly important to all of us. Yeah, I liked what you said in there about you need to pay more purposeful attention towards student engagement and, and connection. And I think in one of our prior conversations, you mentioned, you know, you have a number of students who are living on campus, living in dorms and taking either a half or three quarter online course load. 
but they're still able to get that experience and be there with their peers. And, and so much learning, you know, happens on that walk back and forth to the to the dorm or, or to the sports complex or to a football game like you have this evening. Uh, and it's just such an important part of, of the experience. And how do we deliver that now that students are pushing us into different ways to deliver them the education that they're seeking? Yeah, and our, you know, our, our student affairs group got together before the before the semester started and we started talking about what is our general theme going to be for all of our student engagement activities across campus. And they came up with this great idea and it was, it's kind of back to that, uh, you know, mind the gap kind of philosophy or mind the gap idea. And we're not printing posters that say mind the gap. We're not doing anything that really outwardly says that that's our philosophy, but our planners and our student leaders, when they go into planning sessions for what these intentional engagements are going to look like, they go, go at it with a mind the gap understanding that there is a gap there now because of COVID. There is a gap there now because of the experience that our college students and our high school students have had over the last couple of years and have, have had experiences that, that did not include those unintentional experiences with each other in terms of learning, you know, the social norms and, and how to deal with, uh, you know, alcohol and uh, relationships and, and, and those things that normal college uh, activities have when you're, when you're not in the middle of a pandemic, because they just learn those from, from social interaction with each other. Coming out of, out of COVID, obviously so many things that we could gloss over once the student came to campus, just got brought to the surface. And that idea of, of as we walk into meetings or as we walk into planning sessions, knowing that we have to make sure that we are paying attention to the disparities between our students and in the experiences that they had in what they experienced for high school and, and what they experienced as 17 and 18 year olds prior to getting to college uh, and what they were learning and what, what did they miss before they got to college in their first year. Uh, so I, I think part of that is partnerships is, is being so crucial to, to higher education for student success. And just wanted you to share a little bit about some of the, the partnerships with the institution and, and how those are helping students excel and, and stay on track as well. It sounds like I keep repeating myself uh, because, you know, partnerships have always been important. But I think, as you just noted, you know, coming out of the experience we've had over the last couple of years, many of the things that we just took for granted or just knew that were important have become even more critical to us as, as a society and as an institution. And a recent study noted that with the exception of wartime, the United States has never been through a period of declining educational attainment like it is now. You know, the study goes on to describe how more than half of today's teens are looking at something other than a four-year degree, and less than 40% of adults believe that education will help them advance their career or get a stable job. You know, higher education has become perceived as a, as a commodity uh, with so many choices that people are making decisions about higher ed as a consumable we have to ensure that we have outcomes to overcome this misperception of the value of higher ed. You know, at Southeastern, we focus on outcomes and our true success is measured in the success of our students after they leave our institution. What we refer to as our, our Southeastern legacy. You know, partnerships are incredibly important to this legacy. Uh, on the front end with our K through 12 schools, our two-year and vocational schools, as well as partnerships with our city, state, and region uh, for opportunities the students experience while in school and, of course, employers and industry that provide careers for our graduates once they leave us. You know, we have some amazing partnerships at Southeastern that we could, you know, spend a lot of time talking about, but there are three in particular that I'd like to mention that demonstrate our, our approach to partnerships and how important it is. And the first one is we have an incredible teacher education program at Southeastern. Uh, our roots are in teacher education here started in 1909 
our school starting primarily as a training uh, institution for teachers. And, you know, we have a great legacy of K through 12 teachers and administrators all over the country, but especially in Oklahoma and Texas. In the spring, our, our Department of Education, Instruction and Leadership presented a Perspective Teachers Academy. And this event was a collaboration with the current teachers and administrators from our local K through 12 schools to expose high school juniors and seniors to the pathway of becoming successful in the teaching field. Uh, we had five former Oklahoma Teachers of the Year here as guests presenting. Uh, they also participated in panel discussions and, and the event then included our Career Management Center hosting an education career fair. And we had almost 20 school districts uh, in Oklahoma and Texas uh, seeking candidates for teachers, counselors, coaches, and administrators that were represented at the fair. And this was just a way for us to expose that career path to high school students. Uh, who were thinking about it or who had some uh, inkling that they might want to be a teacher. And so that is a great example of a partnership that we have that helps students even before they become students at Southeastern. You know, we're also proud of a, of a new partnership that we're launching this spring with Murray State College. Uh, Murray State is our largest two-year transfer partner. And in the spring, our Murray at Southeastern program will help us launch healthcare programs on our campus in Durant. Uh, collaboratively, Southeastern and Murray will deliver Murray State's RN Associate's degree in nursing, and then Southeastern will provide a pathway for these Murray graduates and other students to uh, obtain a bachelor's and master's degree, and even potentially micro-credentials in supporting healthcare fields. You know, healthcare workers are in high demand, and as the only public university in Oklahoma without healthcare programs, it's important that we start delivering on the demand without this partnership, it would make that very, very difficult. And then finally, uh, one of our partnerships that reflects, you know, how we help our graduates once they leave us is, is uh, you know, Southeastern is home to the second longest running public university aviation program in the United States. And the foundation for that department is our affordable professional pilot program, where our graduates leave us with not only a bachelor's degree, but a commercial pilot's license. And uh, we're one of the only programs in the country that have a partnership with three major airlines, Southwest, Delta, and American through Envoy that help us with our pilot pipeline program. Uh, when students are accepted into these programs, they have guaranteed employment outcomes with those airlines groups. And students in the programs actually start working with the airlines upon program acceptance until graduation from Southeastern. Uh, you know, these are just a few of the partnerships that we have that are rooted in student success in a pathway for each student from high school through our university to what we hope will become a successful life. I think what you said in the beginning is, is so is one of the most important conversations for right now, right around what's happening to degree attainment, uh, what's happening to perceptions of value. And I want to dive into that in a second. I, I think as we're just on partnerships, I just wanted you to also talk a little bit about your partnership through Southeastern at, at Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma. Talk about that partnership a little bit and how that's uh, benefiting both the, the university as, as well as uh, the Choctaw tribe. I really appreciate the fact that you're letting me uh, highlight that because uh, it's something that we're very proud of. You know, we're really proud of the fact that we're located in Durant, Oklahoma. It's the seat of government for the Choctaw Nation. You know, our relationship with the Choctaws uh, as a designated Native American serving non-tribal institution is really more of a part, more than a partnership. It's really one of a family. Uh, we have almost 30 percent of our students who are of Native American descent, and uh, we're in the top 10 in the nation in the number of Native American students who who graduate, our graduates are in the top 10 in terms of the number of Native American students we graduate from Southeastern. Uh, you know, with this in mind, about a year ago, we created what we're gonna call the Southeastern at Choctaw program. Uh, with this program, Southeastern uh, will provide an on-site coordinator at all the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma headquarters. The coordinator will serve as the liaison for the university students and 
prospective students who are employed by the Choctaw Nation and who are known as uh, student associates. Uh, the coordinator is going to provide admissions and enrollment services, registrar services, transfer curriculum services, and just a plethora of, of, of services that will help those students be, be more successful. Uh, we know that many times college students are not successful in college or in their workplace because, uh, quite frankly, life just gets in the way. You know, this position's primary purpose is to work collaboratively with the Choctaw Nation to, to help our students and, and those employees of the Choctaw Nation um, be more successful in both school and at work uh, by finding ways to help them navigate those times, again, when life just gets in the way. You know, the, the support that we receive as a university from the Choctaw Nation and other tribes in Oklahoma is incredibly important to our ability to be successful as a university. And so it's extremely important to use that uh, and be a good partner with the tribes and provide the resources and support for their tribal citizens and those that work uh, at the tribe uh, locations and headquarters and live in the nation to be successful uh, students and employees and just be successful again in life. All of these are, to me, examples of the type of partnerships that help us to combat some of this global or, or national narrative right now around the value of higher education, right? And Americans' belief that just the cost exceeded the value of, of what they got from their degree. What, what is the role of, of the institution, of the university, and, and how do we change this perception? Uh, and, and what's the role of partnerships like this? How do we change that perception of value and really move students in looking at, at the outcome of, of what happens after, after you graduate? I think it's important that we first understand that when we see perception of value low, we, we really are hearing that we've lost trust. I'd refer to our discussion a few minutes ago about partnerships as the, as the focus that will help us build back that trust and value in higher education. You know, we have to ensure that we have outcomes to overcome this misperception of the value. And, uh, you know, at Southeastern, we focus on outcomes. And our true success, again, is measured in the success of our students after they leave our institution. You know, what we believe is important is those partnerships that will gain our trust with students in the K through 12 system through the two year and vocational system. And then, you know, partnerships that will, again, gain trust that we are providing them with a value that will serve them well as they go off and find their careers and, and find their passion for whatever it may be in life. We as higher education institutions have to have to do a better job of, of building trust and, and communicating who we are and what we do and, and, uh, and the outcomes of our students when they graduate from our institutions, when they leave our institutions, in order to help, help us build that trust back. How do we start to talk to students about if they come to, to Southeastern, it's, it's not necessarily just the four-year degree. It's not, it's not just about that. There are many paths forward and the fact that you're starting them on a pathway to lifelong learning. And that, that's really what we're talking about, right? Lifelong skill development, uh, building an education, building potentially towards that four-year degree, towards that two-year master's degree afterwards. What are some of the things that we can do earlier for students and, and potentially families and parents? Well, I think part of it is just that we haven't really been talking about the why. The other day when I heard one of our politicians in Washington say that one of the greatest mistakes we've made in this country is telling our young people that they have to go to college. While I don't agree with that statement, it, it did make me think about, well, well, our approach was wrong. We shouldn't have been telling students that they should go to college. We should be telling students why they should go to college. You know, we 
have for so long in higher education had that build it, they will come mentality, or let's just open the doors and we'll get uh, X number of freshman students every year because our local high schools, especially as a regional university, will feed us those students. And, you know, I go back to that idea that higher education and education in general has become a commodity because there's just so many choices out there now. You know, students can attend a university that's not in their state or not even, you know, in their region without leaving their home. There's choices. And when when we are uh, not thinking about ourselves in that light, when we're not thinking about ourselves in terms of convincing people that we're the best product on the shelf, when we're not saying, when we're not communicating that to students and we're just making the assumption that that that's just what the path is, that students just go to college after they leave high school, uh, then that's where we're missing. That's, I think, where we're missing the opportunity. Uh, and again, it's just, a, it's a different mindset about how we look at ourselves and how we present ourselves uh, to society as, as, as an option. And we've got to convince people that we're the best option. I think it's a powerful statement, right? And, and you're exactly correct. It is, you know, there is competition, obviously, amongst institutions, but it's it's why are certain institutions the right choice and the right fit for you and the goals that you have? And, and how do we make you realize if those are the things that you're trying to accomplish, why these are why these skills are important for you? Like we do on, on every podcast, I, I want to end with a, a couple of questions. Obviously, this is rebuilding the American dream. What does the American dream mean to you? The textbook definition is, is that every American citizen, every resident of our country should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work. I think that's the clinical definition. But uh, and while I agree with that, you know, I think it really boils down to a, to a few simple things. In my mind, the American dream is the idea of living a happy life, free and able to pursue your individual passions, you know, to make one's life successful in order to increase the success of your family and everyone around you. I think about that in terms of our role as educators in America. Our, our role is to, in the American dream is to provide the tools that people need to achieve the dream. You know, I'm the child of, uh, of parents with advanced degrees. Uh, one of my parents is a first-generation student, and my wife is an Im immigrant who is a public school teacher with an advanced degree. You know, I know education is truly a key part of why they are living the American dream and how they gave me the resources to, to live it myself. In Oklahoma, almost 60% of the most critical occupations in the state require a post-secondary degree. Occupations that greatly contribute to health, happiness, and success of individuals and society as a whole. Now, there's almost 600,000 Oklahomans who have some college credit but no degree. That number is over 4 million in Texas, the state just south of us, and, and 39 million nationwide. And, and these are pre-pandemic numbers. We all know how college degrees increase lifetime earnings, but greater educational attainment also promotes social mobility and most significantly social mobility for those who graduate. And I think this makes it more important that we continue to focus on completion and helping our students succeed and finish their degree when life continues to get in the way. You know, many of the things that we have talked about today circle back to strategies that are working at Southeastern. And these strategies are ones that are intended to help students navigate success in college, you know, knowing that life will get in the way, but that if they do enroll in higher education and complete, that uh, that they are destined to have a better life if they hadn't. Yes, yeah, and, and thank you for, for bringing it back around. I, I think that note on 
completion is is such an important part and that, i think that goes back to what we were talking about about value you have to go to college no you have to graduate from college that's where it begins you have to you have to go through and it is it is a sacrifice and it is it, there is a cost whether it's time or or financial or both and yes that's that's where i think everything you were talking about the partnerships everything that you're doing are, are so key to making sure that once a student gets on campus they're they're seeing a pathway through to the end and, and coming out the other side Boiling that down, what's that one piece of advice you're given to, you know, a young person sort of contemplating their future or, or, or college uh, and what they're trying to do? Well, Seth, I think you, I think you alluded to it a few minutes ago, and that is, you know, we live in an instant gratification world. You know, we live in a world where we, we post a comment or a picture online and then are disappointed or pleased with the number of instant likes that we receive. You know, education is not instant. You know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, this goes back to that issue of trust. When you're running a long race, you know, you have to trust that you prepared yourself well for that, that you've put in the hard work to get in shape. You know your capacity and your limits. You know, I'd give students similar advice about life. You know, it's a journey. It's not a destination. And you have to make sure your bags are packed. You have the things you need to be successful on your journey. And that takes time and effort but the payoff is definitely worth it in the end. You know, if you're on your education journey, I, I advise you to find the resources you need to stay on track. And if you've gotten off track, I know that there's a higher education institution, whether it be a vocational training school, a two-year school, or a four-year university, that'll help you get back on track no matter where you are. Thank you so much for all of your time today, President Newsom. It was a a true pleasure speaking with you and having you on the podcast, and uh, hopefully we can have you back soon in the in the future. Well, thank you, Seth. These conversations are important, and uh, and I do appreciate the the time and energy that you spend uh, making sure that we're having these conversations. You've been listening to me, Seth Gumry, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream. Find out more on our website, AmericanDream.fm. Or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Degree Insurance. Until next time.